Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I'm your host today. And I'm excited to have with me Aime Nava. Aime is a Spanish teacher at Carlsbad High School. Good morning, Aime. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you for having me. We are excited to have you. And I'm going to just start off by letting our audience know that you were honored very recently at our CBAT Awards as our High School Teacher of the Year. So congratulations for that. Thank you. It was an honor to be nominated and then selected for that. Very cool. I hope you enjoyed the luncheon and all the festivities. It was so great. I brought my husband with me and he was like, you need to win this every year because this <laughs> lunch is spectacular. And I love learning about everybody who works at a nonprofit here as well. He was so amazed. We had such a great time. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Oh, that's great. Glad you guys had such a good time. So I wanted to kind of go back and let our audience get to know you a little bit and know you personally and about your passion, which obviously was the big reason you were awarded this wonderful recognition. You grew up in Tijuana and then came to this country at the, about the age of 12, came to Oceanside. So tell us a little bit about that, like growing up you know, somewhere else, not knowing the language and, and uh, the challenge and, and what that did for you. Yeah, of course. My parents moved from a southern state of Mexico to Tijuana years before I was born. And um, my dad used to cross the border every day to work. Okay. And at some point, it, it just got too much. So then they filed for um, residency. And sadly, it happened when 9-11 happened. So mm. it took a long time for them to get that. To get processed. Um, yes. So finally, when I was 12, my dad just said, hey, everyone's papers come in. Let's go. And uh. I thought we were moving down the street. I thought I don't know. I, I thought I was going somewhere completely different. Yeah. And then we moved to Oceanside where we had family. And that was great because I I had known my whole family the whole time, but they were always going over there. So it was awesome coming somewhere new until I realized everything here is different. No, yeah. I don't understand anybody. Mm. What is going on? Why why are people speaking to me in Spanish? And then I go to the store and then I don't understand anything anyone else is saying. Yeah. Um, so it was a challenge just because, as, as I mentioned, when I won this award, I've always loved education. I've always been good at it. So then when I immigrated here, all of a sudden education was hard. Yeah. All of a sudden I wasn't understanding what my teachers were saying, my peers. And it was something that really set me back at first. I took a step back and I said, I, I can't do this. This is so hard. Sure. But thankfully, I had a teacher called Mr. Frazier. Uh, he was my ELD teacher. And the way he taught his class, he was really big about it's hard right now, but that does not mean it's going to be hard forever. Mm -hmm. And he really took me under his wing taught me English, introduced me to the Beatles, which is great because now I know all of their songs. Um, just really try to immerse us in the culture. Yeah. How does do fundraisers? Mm. How does give out scripts like in English? It was a whole immersion that he did while still allowing us to say, hey, you're learning something new, but always remember where you come from. Nice. So for me, that was... This is on you, but I love education yeah. and I love being in school. No, I know that's hard to say for some people, but I always <laughs> loved it. And so after three years in middle school, I was able to get 
back into yeah, normal classes and was able to get out of ELD. But, oh gosh, he really turned around what I thought education was. He really turned around to say, it's not easy for everybody. Everybody has different challenges, but with a little help, we can all get through it. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's funny that you say, like, you love, you know, education and school. And my wife just finished her master's degree. So she went back later in life, got her master's degree. And and uh, it was a it was a grind. It was <laughs> it was not uh, an easy program. She got a master's in bioethics. Wow. So that's an interesting topic. And we're sitting at the kitchen table and she dropped some hint or some comment about going further with her education to like a PhD. And my daughter, who's a freshman <laughs> in high school, goes, why would you do that? It's school, mom, it's school. But like you said, some people love it, right? My parents still to this day, they're surprised when I went I went to UCSD. And after four years, I said, I'm going to keep going for my master's. And they were like, nice. okay, that, that's fine. And then I said, I'm also going to get my teaching credential. And they were like, are you coming home ever? <laughs> ever? And then I got married and then I decided to get an admin credential. Yeah. And my parents were still like, when are you going to stop? Like you work <laughs> you at a school, keep going you going. keep going back. What do you want? And That's I was like, amazing. I don't know. I just want to keep going. That's so I get great. your wife. Your wife, yes. props to her. Yes. No, that's amazing. You come at the age of 12, and I think I picked up from what you were saying, that must have been about sixth grade? Yes, yeah, sixth okay. grade. So that whole middle school time, you're learning the language and still obviously uh, going through school. And then by the time you hit high school, you're able to be what, I don't know what they call it, mainstream or mm-hmm. you know the other classes. And so onward you go, and your, your passion, obviously, for learning was never squelched, although it got more difficult. So... All of this is going on. You're experiencing uh, Mr. Frazier as a really great example of how you can affect people. And so talk about your desire to be a teacher yourself. Right. I feel like I did not want to accept that I was good at teaching for a long time, mostly because as a daughter of immigrants, when you come to this country, my parents really instilled in me you have the opportunities of a lifetime. You have opportunities that others didn't have. You can be anything you want. Mm. And I think sometimes as immigrant children, we feel like we have to do lawyers, Mm. doctors, like top money paying stuff, right? Uh, My parents have worked so hard and why would I not be something so great? Mm. So in high school, I was... I was very much in the idea that I was going to start my own business. Mm. I was going to own something big and I was just going to do great things. But all throughout it, education always came back to me. I, For my community service, I used to go tutor in after school programs. I used to go to community centers in Oceanside and help middle school kids get better at writing. Um, I used to go back to my middle school and do community service with the ELD students from nice. Mr. Frazier. But to me, it was always, this is what I like but this is not what I'm going to study. Right. And then I went to college as a economics major. Okay. And I was doing great. Like I said, I'm great at school. Yeah. So I was doing amazing. I passed calculus, even though math was not my thing. <laughs> um, and I remember clearly my second year during the fall, I was doing my econ homework. And I realized I hate what I'm doing. Mm. Like I'm great at this. But I do not like econ. Mm. I do not like math. And I remember I called my parents and I told them, I don't think I can do this. Like, I I don't want to do econ. 
It's so boring to me. Sorry for all the e-com people out there. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't imagine this life. And my dad said, well, what do you like doing? And I mm -hmm. said, well, that doesn't matter. It's not what I like doing. It's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And he said, that's the point. What do you like doing? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, right now I have a job tutoring for writing. And I love that. And he said, you know, there's a thing called teaching. And I said, no, dad. I was like, you don't understand. Teaching is what I do for fun. And he was like, no, teaching is a profession. And I started thinking about that after he talked to me. And I said, you know, I understand that my parents came here with all their sacrifice and everything. But when they talked to me about opportunity, I think they meant doing something you love for the rest of your life. Right. And I realized I'm going to work this job forever. My parents at some point are going to retire. They're going to stop working. And I'm going to continue working this job. So I should pick something that I love, something right. that I'm good at, something that I'm passionate at. I've been teaching since I got out of ELD. I've been helping people with education. I've always tried to be the Mr. Frazier in people's lives. Yep. I can make a career out of this. And it is okay that it's not the career I envisioned for myself. Um, and I talked to my parents and to my surprise, they were like, We've been waiting for you to make this change. We're those people that don't want to pressure you into things, but you would have made a horrible, like, what is it? They call it, they just called it like, you'd have been a horrible economist. I'm like, okay, we don't speak English. It's fine. They were like, you would have not been good at that. You would have been sad the entire time. I'm like, you're right. Um, so that's when I decided. I'm like, education, that's the path I want to go to. That's what makes me happy. That's what, that's better for the community than me becoming something else. So that's when I went. Oh, that's amazing. Well, kudos to your parents for uh, championing you to to be the best version of you because you are definitely now the Mr. Fraser to other people, you know, which is phenomenal. We are going to take a quick pause. We're talking to Aime Nava, the Spanish teacher at Carlsbad High School and also our High School Teacher of the Year for the CBAT Awards. We're going to come back and continue to unpack her journey and her her impact and her future. So stay with us. We'll be right back. So Aimee, when we were talking before, uh, we were talking about your journey to become a teacher and you didn't start initially at Carlsbad. So I believe you started down in maybe Mira Mesa or something? Yes, I started teaching in Mira Mesa High School in the San Diego Unified District. And was it always, was Spanish always your focus as a teacher or? As a teacher, yes. Um, when I decided I wanted to get my credential, I was dabbling into English, mm -hmm. but I, I quickly realized to me, Spanish has always been something so innate. I grew up as a Spanish speaker. Right. And I took Spanish in high school to try to perfect my grammar because I came here when I was so young. And I realized most of the Spanish teachers I had did not look like me. They were yeah. not native speakers. Mm. Um, and it really took an effect on me in saying I could be the Spanish teacher that sometimes I wish I had. Sure. In order to really expand that there's more Spanish than Spain Spanish, there's dialects, mm. there's Latin America, and there's Mexico. So to me, it was very important, not only the subject, but the cultural aspect to it. Oh, that's great. So, and then how long was it before you came to, how long have you been at Carlsbad? This is year six for me. Okay. And um, all at Carlsbad High? All of it at Carlsbad High. I did one year at Mira Mesa, but then Destiny Oh, okay. So it was a very short stint at Mira Mesa. Okay, great. Um, and I love one of the things that you shared. You shared that uh, you want to be the type of teacher that provides students with a safe space to thrive academically. Talk about that. Yes. 
um, when I came to Carlsbad, I had already one year under my belt in Mira Mesa, but I was learning how to teach in Mira Mesa. I mm-hmm. give kudos to them for having me so early in my career. When I came to Carlsbad, I realized I did so well in ELD with Mr. Frazier because I always felt like that was my second home going there. Mm. I always felt like that was my family going there. And I wanted to now focus on recreating that for all of my students. So not only do you feel safe as a person, but do you, you feel safe to make mistakes and grow academically as a student as well. I think oftentimes we think of kids as, well, do you have an A in Spanish? You must be amazing at Spanish. Oh, you have a C in math? You must be really bad at math. But what I think thriving academically is they're doing their best and they're achieving what they want to achieve and what they feel comfortable with. So to me, thriving academically means the students are coming in. They feel safe to be in that space. They learn what they feel like they need to learn in that moment. And then they show me that mastery, whether that is my A kid, my B kid, my C kid, my D kid, my F kid. As long as they know that they are doing the best that they can, they usually achieve very highly for themselves. I think taking the pressure off I don't see you as a grade, I see you as an individual, mm. really has a positive impact in my classroom. That's beautiful. And I'm gonna segue off of that right there, that seeing them as an individual, because your connection to your students goes outside the classroom as mm-hmm. well. Um, you are known to show up at games and recitals and plays and other things. Talk about that. That is the fun part of my job. I love teaching Spanish, but These kids do amazing things that I want to see them do. For example, I think teaching them Spanish is amazing, but just seeing them thrive in what they love is great. I I tell them all the time at the beginning of the year, I'm a great teacher. You're a great student, but you're probably great at something else. And I want to see you be great at that. Mm. So I make it a point to go to the stuff they invite me to. At first, I let them. I said, hey, what are you doing on Wednesday? I have a choir concert. I'll go to that. Um, hey, I have a soccer game. I'll go to that. And thankfully, I have a very supportive husband who I tell him, (laughs) hey, for date night, do you want to go watch the lacrosse game? And he's like, I don't even know how lacrosse works. I'm like, me neither. Let's go learn. And he's super excited about it all the time. That's great. But that connection you build with the kids makes them realize you care for them more than just their grade. You care for them as individuals. It's so much easier for to understand a kid. For example, if he's falling asleep first period. And I'm like, why are you so tired? Is my class that boring? No, you had a lacrosse game till like 9 p.m. You got home probably at 1030, you know. And if I nudge you like, hey, do you need a minute? And they'll be like, oh, you were at my game too when you're here? Okay, I can power through this, Mm. right? I tell my students all the time, the best part about being a teacher is that in a couple years, I'm probably going to get some pro stuff out of everything. I'm going to get a pro (laughs) baseball player. I'm going to get like a pro singer. I'm going to get a pro violinist, like all these great things that go beyond Spanish. Um, I tell teachers, if you're having a hard time with a certain kid, find out what they like mm. and really commit to knowing them because that's the fun part of the job. Yeah. Conjugating is not my passion, <laughs> but just learning about these kiddos is because yeah. I'm with them for 10 months. And if the only thing I know about this kid is their name and the grade in my class, I don't think teaching would be as fun. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And I can see why um, you have such a big impact on these on these kids. That's great. Now, you mentioned you went to UCSD and got your bachelor's and then continued, got your master's and your teaching credential, but there's something new coming up into your future. So you teased it a little bit, but tell us about your new position. 
Right. I am honored to say that next year I will be the new assistant principal at Carlsbad High School. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So you got your administrative credential not too long ago. Now, uh, is that um, full-time assistant principal or part-time teacher, part-time assistant principal? What is the deal? No, full-time assistant principal. Okay. Um, and it's something I didn't necessarily see in my future right away. Like I mentioned, I love teaching. Teaching. Yeah is amazing. And what I thought was going to happen was I thought I was going to teach for another five, 10 years and then move into this new role. But I went into that credential because I run a, a club on campus called Dale Cultura, which focuses on, um, on Latino students and how to succeed in Carlsbad High School. Okay. And I clearly remember two years ago, we were having a conversation of what was their life growing up in high school uh, in Carlsbad like? Like anyway, from elementary all the way to high school. And one of my students was really adamant about, you know, I love Carlsbad and it's great, but I've never felt like I could go to somebody and that they could identify with me. Mm. And I told them to expand on that. And they said, you know, here and there I've had like teachers of color, teachers that speak Spanish, teachers that understand what it's like growing up without as many resources as others. Sure. But all throughout education, I've never had somebody at the office to go talk to, somebody like a counselor to go talk to. And I told them, I said, well, maybe you could be that person. Right. Maybe that could be you. And they said, yeah, but that's going to take a long time, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm barely 16, 17. And I said, you're right. And then they said, Miss Nava, do you ever think about doing that? And I said, whoa, I, I don't know. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable in my classroom. Mm -hmm. And they said, yes, but do you think about the impact you could have if you were there? Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided, hey, in the future, I do want to do that because that, that's why I do this job. So then I went for my credential. And like I said, I was planning not to use it. But this opportunity came up this year. And I realized I want to have an assistant principal job here at Carlsbad High School. Because yeah. Carlsbad High School has given me the opportunity to thrive, to grow, to become the educator I am today. And maybe... What I thought the timeline was going to be like was not really what it was going to be like. But I said, these students need me now. I have an opportunity now. I've been teaching for six years here now, and I've loved every second of it. Why would I wait until I don't no longer love teaching? Uh, I think we should really be in these positions while we still love the people we supervise. Yeah. If I would have waited another 10 years and some people get burned out from teaching... And I would have gone into this position just because of that. I would have been doing a great disservice to the community. Mm. So as much as it paid me to tell my students, I'm not going to teach next year, it really brought joy to my life to say, but if you want to see me at the office, if you need to talk to me, you're going to see me in a different capacity. They were very happy for me. And that's what made me happy. The yeah. fact that Carlsbad High School was ready to embrace me in this new position, and I was ready to take it on. So that's going to be an interesting next year. I'll be learning lots more. That's wonderful. Carlsbad High School is quite large. How many students are at the high school? Too many for me to know yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I should know that number next year. This year, I just concentrate on my 120 in my classroom. Yeah, well, that's understandable, right? Um, that's great. So you'll be in the admin uh, office next year. And there's... Um, so Julie is the principal, and she's there staying. Miss Redfield, yes. Miss Redfield, sorry. And then um, how many assistant principals are will be part of the team next year? Three. Three. And that's uh -huh. and so are you replacing somebody who left, or they've added another assistant principal? Oh, no. Um, 
Miss Stapleton got a promotion to be principal at one of our middle schools. Okay. So she she will be leaving to do that in the summer, and that's how that position opened up for me. Okay. So, um, so three assistant principals with Miss Red Miss Redfield, and um, you guys will be out there continuing your good work. Hopefully, yes. I I tell my students, you know. The first year, I'm going to do a lot of learning, but I think that always humbles an educator to learn to do new things, and that's going to bring me closer to how the students feel when they walk into like a classroom and they don't know how to speak Spanish, and by the end of the year, they know some words. For sure, for sure, that's a very, very good point. So you and I are sitting here today. That it'll take a few weeks before the audience hears this episode, but you and I are sitting here maybe a week, week and a half from the end of the school year. Yes. Very close. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, which is always a, a great thing. But this, So my mother was a high school teacher for 17 years, and so I knew even as a younger kid that um, the students anticipated and looked forward to summer, but the teachers look forward to summer way more than the students <laughs> do. <laughs> so do you have anything fun planned for summer when you get a little break? Wow, you would be surprised, and people are very surprised when I say this, but since I am starting my assistant principal job next year, I decided to teach summer school um, oh, Wow! to just, like I said, I love teaching, yeah. and I, I was just not ready to let it go in that moment, so I'm going to continue teaching uh, for the Carlsbad Educational Foundation, nice. Spanish at Carlsbad High School. And I know to some people, they're like, you're going to keep going. I love it so much. I have so much nice. fun. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm truly looking forward to just teaching over the summer, relaxing, and taking it all in before I take this new position. And so the um, admin position officially starts when? Like August 1st, July 1st? July 1st. What? July 1st. Okay. All right. Well, off and onward to greater things. Thank you so much for your impact with our students and uh, for all your 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 uh, witness and for how you just are there for them. We look forward to hearing more about your impact going forward. And thanks for taking the time to come share with us today. No, thank you for having me. And thank you again to the Carlsbad community for always supporting me and letting me grow as an educator. I'm really thankful to everybody here. Well, we're blessed to have you. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.